welcome to this week's Bookish at Bethel. Uh, we are featuring all of our Humanities One professors in this sort of odd uh, podcast, and we will be talking about books that we want on our Christmas lists. We'll also be doing a little Secret Santa exercise where we've purchased virtually gifts for people on the team, and we'll end with our usual question about what's on people's mm-hmm. nightstands. Yeah. And so who do we have? Um, yeah, so we have, well, this is, of course, as always, Carrie Peffley from the Philosophy Department and... Anne-Marie Koyster from the History Department. And then we're also joined by Eric Leafblad from Biblical and Theological Studies, Mark Bruce from Literature, Rushka Haig from the Department of History, and Marion Larson from the Department of English. So um, we hope that you get lots of good Christmas ideas for yourself or maybe for friends who like books and or music. Thanks for listening. What we're doing this week is we're going to talk about the books or CDs or DVDs that you have on your own Christmas list yep. that you are hoping others will purchase for you. Yep. So why don't you give us one item on your Christmas list to start? One item on my Christmas yes. list. Uh, I am uh, really interested in... The new uh, Justin Towns Earl album, Of Course I Went to Music, uh, that just came out this fall. And it would be really great if somebody, like, got that for Tell me. Tell us a little bit about Justin Towns. Justin Towns Earl. Yeah. Interesting. I have an interesting story about Justin Towns Earl. He is, uh, he is uh, he's kind of an Americana, uh, country-ish bad boy, you might say. Um, former, like, drug addict, alcoholic, now sober. But very, very kind of edgy kind of guy. So anyway, Steve Earle's kid, if you know who Steve Earle is. Steve Earle. Uh, right. So I saw him at the Turf Club recently, and apparently he just felt like fighting that night. So he came out and <laughs> got in arguments the whole night with people in the crowd. And oh. Minnesotan crowds apparently let out their repressed Scandinavian feelings at <sighs> – concert so it was a real back and forth so i don't know i guess i'm looking to see if he's going to yell at me on an album too nice okay. yeah. that sounds good um mark what's on your christmas list this year for yourself oh uh, music wise um you can do music you could do a dvd you could do a book uh music well, i'll do music um so it's the most recent album by a band called lord huron oh yeah. You guys know these? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they do very wonderful. Oh, we're, we're all nodding our heads now oh. for, the benefit, <laughs> right. for the benefit of our pod listeners. Um, I, I, I think the genre is usually listed as like indie folk or something. Um, but they do these really brilliant concept albums that have really interesting narratives shot through them. Um, and so they're very fun. They're kind of like, you know, Moody Blues albums from the late 60s and early mm-hmm. 70s. Um, they've, they've kind of picked up on that tradition. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Rushika, what's on, what's on your Christmas list? Wow, do I sound really frivolous if I say what I really, really want is no. the Mariah Carey Christmas album <laughs> on red vinyl. <laughs> it's really mostly because the red vinyl. So I don't know if, well, I'm sure you all remember this. There was a rage for 
colored vinyl records. Oh, there still is. In the I have early a couple 90s. old Dave Brubeck albums from and, the 60s on um, translucent yeah. red vinyl. I'm yeah. pretty excited that this trend is coming back because that was always lots of fun. Because back in the dark ages when I was a college radio DJ, we actually started, when I started out, we only had records. We got really excited when we got a CD player. And then when it was a five disc changer CD player, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. We have to back up. You were a college radio station <laughs> DJ? Yes, I was. Okay, was. the rest of the podcast should be about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so anyway, so I got excited about vinyl then, and it, it was fun, and it's beautiful. Of course, hard to deal with when you're actually trying to find the end of the song. You're randomly dropping the needle onto records. Mm-hmm. Or, so, yeah, anyway, that's kind of... Yeah, so I was a college radio DJ. I had a variety of shows. I started out just with my roommate doing an alternative show. And then, um, like just out of your dorm room? No, we had at at the college radio station. And then, so not pirate radio? No, no pirate radio. But, um, and then eventually we did a metal show. Yeah. Um, that was lots of fun. Are these available somewhere for us to find? I don't think so, sadly. That'd be so Did you go to college? Um, St. Ben's College of St. Benedict. Yeah. We're going to look into that. Archives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, they were short someone one year to do a rap show, so then I did a rap show, <laughs> and occasionally subbed for my friend who had a world beat show. So it was it was pretty diverse. Wow, that's awesome! I Love know it's it. on my Christmas. I would now. do a little <laughs> mic drop right now, but I'm afraid it would you know reverberate in mm-hmm. Sam's ears or something. <laughs> what we really need bad. is your playlists from that period. Yes, oh, those they were good. Yeah, they were really they really were. good. Wow, but yeah. Wow. Okay, Marion, do you want to follow that in terms of what's on your Christmas list? I totally, I can't follow that very well at all. Uh, I actually would like to receive some books to read uh, for Christmas. Appropriately enough for a bookish at Bethel. Appropriately enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, at the top of my list is uh, Olive Again by Elizabeth Strout. I think on a previous podcast, I mentioned that I had recently finished uh, reading um, Olive Kitteridge, which is a collection of linked short stories by that same author, and she recently has come out with a sequel. Um, I just really like the, uh, the prickly yet, um, yet sweet character at the center of that. It's sweet without being a hallmarkish. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I also have some Prime and Netflix, uh, shows I want to watch, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. As, as we all do. Okay. Yeah. Carrie, what's on the top of your Christmas list? Well, if I'm going with music, and you don't have to. No, but I feel like I should because this is a little bit weirder and a, okay. a recommendation for everybody, really. So over the summer, I discovered that Bach, who is my favorite composer, wrote coffee cantatas. Oh, um, yes. And oh, these yeah. are... And of course, you guys know about this already. I have just discovered it. Secular music performed in coffee houses. I just listened to one of them over the summer, and it is absolutely delightful. And the the text in German is this daughter talking about how she can never love a man who doesn't appreciate good coffee oh, as her father I mean, is trying to marry her off. Difficult. So this is like Bach's indie phase where yeah. he grew out his Pretty hair much. and yeah. dressed <laughs> yes. in sweaters and stuff. And so it is it is delightful, and that's what I want. That's for awesome. Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's that's totally great. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'll just ask myself then. The yeah, question, what do you want? What do I want for Christmas? Um, peace and quiet. No, um, <laughs> don't we all? Oh, wait, those of us with smaller children. I know. Or just children. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> or one. Uh, so at the top of my list actually is a Sam-inspired title. So I'm looking to acquire J.D. Salinger's Nine Stories because I actually have not read mm. Nine Stories by J.D. Salinger. And my husband's a fan. My in-laws are fans. And then um, my other top title is um, Frederick Buechner's Brendan because I love Godric mm. by mm-hmm. Frederick Buechner. And I feel like those are books I would o- want to own because mm-hmm. I would come back to them right. again and again. Mm-hmm. So th- that's on at the top of my list. So music-wise, though, I would like Mavis Staples. Oh for yeah, I love any Mavis, Mavis mm-hmm. Staples. We listen to Mavis at home a lot. Oh man, I feel like she rocks and rolls. She does. Okay, that's like top three concerts I've ever seen. So if oh, anyone really? listens to this and needs concerts to go to, Mavis Staples, go see her. Amazing. Apparently, she was so amazing that. Um, our poet laureate of the state, Bob, uh, boy, why am I blanking on his name? Bob Dylan. Dylan? Bob Dylan wanted to marry her. Really? Yeah, I she turned him that. down. So that's the. Oh, that's now, the word. see, now we could go down the celebrity gossip path, <laughs> <laughs> or not? <laughs> Do you have celebrity? No, gossip? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to hear it. <laughs> right on. Well, now I think it's Secret Santa time. Is it mm-hmm. not? Yes, I think so. So. Who wants to be the first to reveal who they have and what you got for the person? I'll I'll go first. Marion is so excited. You can't see this, but you got me. I got Eric. Uh, So if we were if I were actually buying you books, these are the two I would buy you. We had to get two. Well, I just chose two. Okay, I chose two. Uh, One is uh, my brilliant departmental colleague Scott Winter has written a book called Nebraska Ball. Yeah. And I'm imagining you already have a copy. Or, I don't actually. Not. I've okay. asked him for a copy okay. multiple times. Cause but anyway, uh, it, but. for those of you listening who are wondering why that obscure title, uh, Eric is all about all sports all the time, and mm-hmm. he coaches uh, youth much. soccer and or, no, not, not soccer. soccer, youth <laughs> basketball, and anyway, so Nebraska ball by Scott. I would love to read it. And then, secondly, knowing you to be a rock and roll fan, yes. I recently read a new biography of Janis Joplin. Oh, love it! By Holly George Warren which was really good and super interesting. And I've been listening to some Janice lately, just being inspired by that book. So awesome. There you go. Love it. Merry Thank Christmas. You. Thank you so much, Mary. That's great. All right. Who wants to be next? So then should we go to Yeah, I'll Eric? go next. So I got uh, Anne-Marie. Mm. And I was thinking, like, what what makes sense for me to give Anne-Marie that also makes sense of Anne-Marie. So, of course, sticking with music, I thought of Peter Asher's The Beatles from A to Z, oh. which is an alphabetical mystery tour. It's essentially... So, Peter Asher was like a recording studio guy. So, he knows all the bands. So, basically, he tells stories of all these bands from Beatles to Zeppelin. I love it. Thank so, you, Eric. You're welcome. I feel honored. Yeah. little American history music yeah. tour. Yeah. No, that sounds... It's right up my alley. Well, the person I got in my Secret Santa was uh, Carrie Pathley. Yay. I know. <laughs> so at first I thought, well, maybe I should just go on Amazon and type in all of the names of the books that she's talked about already to see what Amazon recommends. And then I thought, no, that takes too much time and I'm just going <laughs> to scrap that idea. But that would be fun mm-hmm. just to see because you have a lot of weird ones. Um, but I thought, okay, I need to get Carrie something that I've read and I liked but then is also evocative of Carrie. And mm-hmm. to me, this semester, Carrie has been Wonder Woman. And so I was thinking that you need to um, get Jill Lepore's The Secret History of Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. If you haven't read it, it I is not. Pretty. 
it would be totally outside of your usual yeah. kinds of readings because it's all American all the time and it's fairly recent. And I'll just tell you something. Um, Wonder Woman is not what she seems. Oh, and the so people true. who created Wonder Woman are not what they seem. Do we want to just say a little yeah, to teaser? Me I mean, the I, guy sure, he, is married. He had a polyamorous relationship. And then his girlfriend, a former student, lived with him and his wife. And they raised children by the women together. That's right. I think I've heard that. Sister wives. I guess. In a limited fashion. <laughs> Wait, and not him because and of any... So his wife is Wonder Woman? Well, no. I mean, it's kind of a combination, although like... Like all these women... The two. Oh, no, it's just two, two, Eric. Two. Just calm just down. It's just... <laughs> it, was, it was a small polyamorous okay. situation. All right. Don't get too excited I'm, over there. No. Yeah. Two women, one um, who he is legally married to, and then yeah. a former student who he is not legally married to. He has right. children by both of these women. He raises the children with both women in the same household. And apparently they were very close friends as hmm. well because they stayed together even after he died. And Wonder Woman might be sort of a composite of the qualities oh, wow. of both of these women. But the book goes Which into great... means that these women were awesome, right? Yeah. Or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. I'll just, I'll let the reader make his or her own judgment. Wow. So that is your Thank you. That's big fabulous. question is, where did the invisible jet come from? Mm, that's great. Do you know that actually my first sleeping bag when I was a small child was a Wonder Woman sleeping bag? That's so great. This surprises me, not a job. <laughs> Indeed. I like Wonder Woman. At least it's not strawberry shortcake. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I always, I always went for the yeah. superhero. It's funny. Mine was strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Well, I got Mark Bruce, my fellow medievalist. And so I went for two things for him, one bookish and one not quite bookish. Um, so the bookish one I would go for um, is one of the books on my own Christmas list that I would also get for you is the book of Arda Viroff, which is a ninth century Zoroastrian mm -hmm. Dante. Oh, Cool. And so it's a Persian Zoroastrian um, earlier version of this sort of wandering through the afterlife to learn about um, oneself. That is and too thought, awesome. As a fellow medievalist, that would oh, be, and yeah. especially a Dante guy, that'd be super exciting. Um, and then another thing I think I would get you, non-bookish, um, is uh, I know recently, maybe a few years ago, they discovering they discovered a carving at in Angus, Scotland. Mm -hmm. Of Robert the Bruce holding uh, a copy of what looked like the Declaration of Arbroath. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And he is super. For those of you who don't know, um, this is a, a really important document um, from se 720. So we're coming up on the anniversary. Yep. Um, so I'd get you a carving of that. Just because wow. I feel like that's something that you should would be, have in your yeah. office. That was that's fantastic. Do do Scots wear? I mean, are you so Scottish that you would have a kilt? I have three. Okay. <laughs> well, and your last name is Bruce, and this is Robert the Bruce. And his middle name is the. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, Mark. Okay. Well, I I got Rushka. Um, Obviously, by process <laughs> mm -hmm. of elimination. Um, well, actually, it, yeah. it could be Marion. Oh, well, that's still true. Hasn't, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so I was trying to think since uh, since I've been the 
like perpetual sci-fi geek in these podcasts. I was trying to think what kind of what kind of sci-fi would Rishika like. Um, so I came up with two uh, possibilities. Um, the first one is a novel from the fifties by a writer named Walter Miller Jr. called A Canticle for Leibowitz. Oh, that's interesting. I've just been thinking about that one. Yeah, and thinking of rereading it. Oh, you've read it before. Yeah. Oh, okay. But. But it, yeah, it seems it's a good thing. Um, well, I was just thinking since you're another person with some um, pre-modern interests, um, so uh, a canticle for Leibowitz is a is a post-apocalyptic uh, novel. It takes place after a a long time after a nuclear holocaust, where essentially it's gone back to monasteries and monks as being kind of the um, keepers of knowledge. Nice. Only the knowledge is the 20th century uh, scientific knowledge. Um, and so it, it centers on this particular abbey uh, of monks in, in, who are dedicated to a saint whose last name is Leibowitz, which is kind of funny since that means he was probably Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Perpetuate, and you know, the first episode is a, is a monk who is tasked with using very medieval techniques to uh, create a copy of what's essentially a blueprint of a circuit design. Oh. Um, and it goes from there. So it's medieval monks in the post nuclear future. Right on. It's really interesting. Um, the other one is weirder. <laughs> so there's maybe a chance that Rushika hasn't read. Maybe this I one, don't know. Although you I never just, know. This one, this this one's a hail mary. Um, but uh, that's I, a football reference, by the way, Rushika. Oh, oh yeah, thanks. Okay. Or Roman uh, Catholic. I mean, that right, too. right, right. Um, so uh, it's a, a book by a writer named Anne Leckie. It's it's pretty recent. It's called Ancillary Justice. Um, Won both Hugo and Nebula Awards. Oh, wow. Uh, the main character is, um, this is hard to describe, uh, is a woman who used to be the artificial intelligence that ran an enormous military spaceship okay. um, and was able to kind of project its consciousness into various bodies. But for reasons that I don't want to spoil, is now limited to just one human body. This and so this intriguing. is the main character. Um, and it, uh, in addition to kind of that interesting premise, it's also probably one of the most cogent uh, critiques of imperialism and colonialism uh, that I've ever seen. That's um, very interesting. And um, so I thought, you know, critique of colonialism, very interesting premise, um, kick-butt female lead character, I figured you'd get a kick out of that. That sounds really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I may have to actually pur- it's part, it's pur- purchase the, this in real life. It's the first book in a trilogy. So, oh, um, okay. so you're committed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Okay. Well, obviously I have Marion and I, I'm sorry. I, I went very scholarly with your, your book choices, but, That's okay. um, and this really comes out of our reading of Julian. Um, so the books I thought of that, I thought would be wonderful are by um, Carolyn Walker Bynum. She is probably one of the reasons that I'm a medievalist when I was introduced to her and then I got to meet her in real life. If there are rock stars for medieval historians, she is a rock star. It was kind of ridiculous. People were being all 
you know, fangirl over her. Um, she's kind of amazing and lovely, but her writing is amazing. So the two books I think would be lovely to read would be Jesus as Mother. It's a collection of essays where she explores all the other people who are also at the same time as Julian or even a little before Julian looking at using terminology for Jesus as mother, including this one group of Cistercian monks. And so those are sort of interesting, uh, interesting selection of essays. And then the book that um, sort of made her is Holy Feast, Holy Fast, which is absolutely fascinating. And she looks at women saints in the Middle Ages, um, particularly mystics and their relationship to food mm. and their bodies. Mm. And she has all these stories about um, medieval women who are existing for years on end on only the Eucharist. Mm. And so she basically argues that women are using food and their bodies to um, have power over their environment mm. and that women's spirituality is much more fleshy basically mm-hmm. and so it's wow. it's that, fun that's stuff. An, it's an awesome book that is like the cool. white album of medieval studies it, it kind yeah. of wow. is it's it's the dream it really is the dream wow those yeah. sound great yeah cool sounds good um so since we maybe have a few minutes um mm-hmm. i'm curious what is on people's nightstands the usual question eric mm-hmm. you can talk about music if you need uh, to i'm actually are you reading, reading something <laughs> he's got a bible uh, on his nightstand yeah of course i, I do um four of them actually uh that's actually true but it's just because where they that's where they go um i'm actually reading uh jamie smith's on the road with saint augustine after reading the confessions uh i decided i wanted to dig back into that it's really good um i don't actually usually like jamie very much but I mean, I like him. I don't like his, I disagree with him a lot, but this is actually really, really good. And incidentally, he weaves in a lot of, uh, music references nice. that make sense of Augustine for the mm-hmm. 20th century. Well, and Marion mentioned this book in your lecture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Marion now as I switch from third to second person. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, yep. that would be a good one to read over yeah. the break. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Agreed. Mark, what's done on your nightstand? Um, well, it, Actually, my nightstand book is still the one I talked okay. about last time, but um, the the sort of headier read that I'm going through right now, which is really fascinating, is a book by a scholar named Geraldine Heng uh, called The Invention of Race in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, that's been a big discussion in medieval mm-hmm. studies recently. How, how can we talk about race in the mm-hmm. Middle Ages? What's its relationship to uh, how race is thought about now? Sure. And this is one of the more recent and and just an absolutely brilliant book on that topic. Great, great. Cool. Rushika, what's on your nightstand? Um, lots of things that I'm not getting to. Um, what's on the top that you are hoping to get to next? How um, about that? I'd actually like to get through the you know Chernow's biography of Hamilton. Okay, um, that's a dream to get through um but instead i'm i'm stuck reading you know miss peregrine's home for peculiar children with my children so um you know it's hard sure (laughs) sure mary what's on your nightstand uh the book on my nightstand is one that i mentioned last time uh but the book i'm listening to right now Hmm. is by uh philip carr who it was published posthumously he died like I don't know, within the last year, it's called Metropolis. Mm. And I haven't read anything by him before, but apparently he's written uh, like a lot, like a dozen um, 
kind of noir sort of thrillers set in uh, Germany right around World War II. And this one is was written last, but is chronologically, in terms of setting, the earliest. And the person who becomes the main character um, is has just become a homicide detective. Mm. And it's set, uh, right now it's 1928 um, in Berlin. And so all of the uh, social upheaval and decadence of Berlin is a huge part of what's driving the the plot of the book. Does it have anything to do with the um, Fritz Lang film? They mention Metropolis oh, a okay. whole bunch of times, and one of the characters, a minor character so far, is uh, Fritz Lang's wife. Oh, okay. Because that's, I mean, right yeah, time yeah. and place. Yeah, I know. I yeah, no, they, talk, too. they talk about that a bunch. Interesting. And Carrie, what's on your nightstand? Well, like Ruchik, I have a ton of stuff on my nightstand. What's at the top that I decided to come back to last night um, is Nora McInerney Permot's Laughing is Okay, Crying is Cool to her memoir on grief and loss. And it's hilarious. So it was a nice little laugh out loud moment on grief. Feel my pain. Yes. (laughs) Great. Got it. Um, I decided... I. I needed to reread some Flannery O'Connor short stories. Mm. I feel like in a time when I'm starting to feel maybe a little smart, it's always good to read Flannery O'Connor and realize that um, <laughs> that you are a warthog from hell. Yes, exactly. So um, if you have that's a reference to Fran- a Flannery O'Connor story. I just want to make it clear. I'm just I'm not just calling. casting aspersions. That, that, that didn't just come springing <laughs> just from your mind. <laughs> Yeah. No, I just took it in stride because I recognize the reference. I know. I figured so, you would. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Well, it, this has been a very bookish at Bethel podcast. <laughs>